Internets, welcome back to another episode. Before we get started, shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only Chi Ali. Man, if you don't know about Chi Ali, I mean childhood star, childhood rapper, all the way to America's Most Wanted, to now author, a biopic coming soon. It's a real journey and a real, a real interesting episode. So if you haven't checked it, make sure you put it on your to-do list, okay? We're going through a very tough time right now with this coronavirus. I mean... You know, nobody really knows what's going on. It's panicky. You, you know, in Jersey, they got a curfew. In New York and Jersey and Philly and all over the world, all these restaurants are shut down. Small businesses are shut down. Mom and pop shops, sneaker shops. And it's it's very sad to see. Even somebody like me as not only a podcaster, but an entrepreneur, a freelancer, you know, I'm feeling the effects. The effects of, a you know, a lot of things are on hold. Projects are on hold. Things I was working on are on hold. And it's not only me, and I know a lot of people are dealing with this, and there could be shortage of money, shortage of money they thought they were going to get. So, you know, I I do want to say that, you know, through this all, let's stay focused and, you know, let's stay calm. And and, and I do believe that this will be, uh, I don't know when, obviously, I'm not somebody, uh, you know, I think that's the part of the biggest problem is not knowing when this will, you know, turn around or when this will get better. Is it? you know, two weeks, is it two months, is it four months, you know? So I do want to really send some prayers and blessings to each and every one of you, you know, try to obviously stay in the house and wash your hands and use your, you know, necessary precautions, you know, and it's, it's, it's something, I don't know, it's crazy because I'm on conference calls every day and it's like, you can't put a finger on it, you know, you can't really know what's going on and it's uh, scary, but I do want to send my prayers and blessings and you know, we're going to keep on pumping out these premium peach shows, hopefully not only just me, but a bunch of, you know, podcasts and shows and stuff could keep, keep people, you know, entertained and get their mind off of it. So like I said, if you're going through it, you know, it's not easy. I know. And as a family and, you know, I just want to let you know that you're in my thoughts and prayers. And, and if there's anything I could do or any questions you have or whatever it is, make sure you reach out to me. Okay. So prayers and blessings. Internets, before we get to this week's episode, I do want to say this, okay? We're on every single streaming platform you can imagine. So if you listen on Spotify or SoundCloud or or, or uh, iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you listen, we're on. Make sure you check out the Premium Pete Show. Make sure you rate it five stars if this star if this star is applicable. Uh, leave a comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And we're on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Rate it. Leave a comment. There's tons of behind-the-scenes videos, full videos, full clips. There's a bunch up there. I'm sure you'll like it if you go check it out. So make sure you do that and tell a friend and tell a friend because you never know who's going to be on the Premium Pete Show. That's just how it is. And even throughout this coronavirus, you know I'm going to say, open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what you're listening to, where you're checking in from. What's going on, you know, let me check up on you. You know what I mean? You check up on me. Let me know what's up and, and, and what's going on. Now, here is a little bonus uh, surprise for you. A lot of people in the world of podcasting, you know, uh, rest in peace to my brother, the late great Combat Jack. A lot of people hit me up about podcasting, like, you know, how to do it, how to, you know, or, or just any advice I have just because I've been involved in and in the game for so long. So I love when I take the time to have you know, no other than Chris Morrow, co-founder of Loudspeakers Network, a podcast pioneer, uh, producer, radio uh, guy, author, 
and so much more. And really, this has been every year. I think we, this is maybe our fourth year we've been doing this. Every year, I bring them on to really go over the landscape of podcasting. You know, what's up with the advertisers? What's up with the, you know, the 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 climate of podcasting? What's new? What's what's old now? What what are they expecting? And I really do it because I want people who have a podcast and are really new or just trying to figure out to get some info. Because I feel like sometimes it's hard to get info from people. And a lot of people feel like if you're not a big show, you can't make it. That's not necessarily true. I think there's a lot of ways you could try to, you know, figure it out. Uh, it doesn't only have, you know, have to be one way. So, internets, I don't got to say no more. Listen, coronavirus, fuck the coronavirus. Um, I, I mean, it, it's it's been nothing but a fucking mess. I'm sending prayers and blessings to each and one of your families. I said it before, and I'm saying it again because I mean it. I know for me, it's like I'm going crazy uh, just really with all my projects on hold and things I'm doing and you know, I just want to get out there and work. People are saying, Pete, stay home because I'm always on the move. I'm always on the road. And people are like, stay home. Stay the fuck home. So, you know, here I am staying the fuck home. I mean, thank God for Goodfellas. But how many times can I watch fucking Goodfellas? So anyway, internets, okay? All my podcasts worldwide. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you have a friend who's starting a podcast, wants to start a podcast in their network, whatever it is, whenever I have Chris Morrow, the podfather on, we always go over. It's very insightful information for people. So tell a friend to tell a friend. And I present to you the podcasting in 2020 with the one and only, the podfather, Chris Morrow. Burr. Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show. Show was milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the premium Pete show. Internet's welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting here with a uh maybe like a four or five time return guest. I can't wow. believe that. You may you may be going for the record. Really? There's a couple of people who uh you know have returned a bunch of times, but you may go for the record. Listen, internet's whenever we do these episodes, they're really special because being in the podcast space, I know so many people uh are interested in learning you know, the growth of it and, and you know, what's going on and, and the space. And we used to call it the uh, the climate of podcasting, especially in 2020. So uh, the one and only, uh, we got to give him a couple of AKAs right now. So we'll give him a co-founder of Loudspeakers Network, uh, author, uh, Lyme's disease survivor, fighter, whatever, Warrior. you know, uh, uh, the president of Fuckyberg and Jenkins <laughs> and uh, my friend, Mr. Chris Morrow. Well, thank you, Pete. It's always a Pleasure to be here on the Premier Pete Show. Yeah, yeah, Premier. Who said that one time? Wayne Diamond. Oh, Wayne Diamond. That's the right. Premier Pete Show. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to Wayne Diamond. Listen, that episode uh, was uh, hysterical. Uh, New York Gold, and really to be that old, that at that age, like you know, watch like, yourself. I know, I know. He gets upset yeah. when I call him old. But when you, when at, at an old age, to have that careless attitude, um, he just seems like a real, you know, easygoing guy. So it's special. Guys like that, a podcast gold. You know, gold. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. I highly, if 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 you're out there in the audience and you haven't for whatever reason checked out the Wayne Diamond episode, you should probably stop this and go back and listen to that. It's going to be a, a much wilder ride. But that that I think I wrote on your Instagram when it came out, instant classic. You know yeah, how yeah. ESPN puts the games up. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah instant, instant classic. classic. That's a classic right off the bat. You know, right right off the bat for you, you know, when we think about podcasting, 
can can podcasting that is informational, um, that is not the most exciting, um, is, is still important in 2020? Because you know how people always look for the fun, crazy, wild, drama, beef-filled, uh, um, you know, content of podcasting? Sure. Is is informational, but yet some boring to some people. Is it still important? Yeah, I think it's very important. I think, in a way, that's what the root of the entire movement is. I mean, when I first started listening to podcasts, there was no show like this. There was no show like the Combat Jack show. Brilliant idiots to read any of the stuff we were able to get off the ground later. What there was was only informational podcasts. So, like, literally the very first podcast I listened to was the history of ancient Rome. It was like mm. a 30 part podcast on the history of ancient Rome. And then I got into a podcast about the history, the backdrop of the Arab Spring movement. So like that was really the root of this whole thing was these super deep intellectual specific things. So I think um they're never going to go away and I think what they are is uh it's like a slow burn. Like those aren't shows that necessarily there's a burning desire there's some shows if something happens you want to tune into your favorite podcast the next day because i i know they're going to go off treasure i I can't miss it whatever they're going to talk oh i got to hear what they said about kobe's funeral whatever the case may be and there's an urgency to listen to those shows uh type of shows we're talking about you might get to them when you get to them um but i think once you find one that speaks to whatever your specific interest is and there's a match there that's a show you're going to stick with forever how many how many podcasts would you say you see that are uh you know daily now you know Monday through Friday or five days a week versus where I don't even know how this was created I just walked into it in 2010 but where versus a weekly show you know what I mean oh the daily is becoming much more popular I mean a lot of that is because of the actual podcast the daily which is the New York Times daily podcast which you told me you really like. I do. I can't bring myself to listen to it every day because I get a little jealous and I, I wish I had done it myself. But um, it's really good. Mm. It's really good. And like if, if you listen to that every day, you're going to come out with a little something every day, a little yeah. extra bit of information. It's a very, very well done, thought out, thorough show. Yeah. And, it, you know, it can surprise you sometimes. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'm sure, you know, th- th- we're taping this during kind of the coronavirus though i'm sure it'll still be going on whenever this show comes out i'm sure maybe hopefully today not. hopefully not right <laughs> but like i think it will be but i know right <laughs> i spent a lot of time uh on a little sidebar i i spent about an hour last night trying to buy um the n95 masks mm, mm. so basically what everybody's saying is the surgical masks that you get that you see everybody wearing yeah, yeah. those are worthless right okay those aren't gonna those aren't gonna help yeah. you at all you got to get the N95 masks. What's that? Some like fucking submarine shit? Nah, it's like so. It's a mask with a little built-in respirator on it. So like, if you've ever seen the guys who work with fiberglass, maybe mm-hmm. or sawdust doing the saws, yep. mm-hmm. those are like the the more <clears throat> excuse me, like more upgraded versions of a surgical mask. So when the coronavirus first started popping, I was doing some research and I was like, all right, I got to get my hands on these. And these this was probably a month ago. I got a 10-pack, and even that I had to look for a little bit. They're sold out. No, they You can't find them anywhere in America right now, yeah. anywhere now, in the world. Uh, now, it, those, those, those masks, um, it, it, the circulation of air, you're not breathing right. the outside air. 
It's just your ear. It's just your ear. Yeah. So I got ten of them. So come, come see me. Okay, it, come see. Yeah, come how much you charge for them, bro? How much you? <laughs> I got. It, I got a ten pack. Internet. He's uh. What, what do you call that when you price? Uh, I'm hoarding, man. I'm hoarding and, and price gouging. Price gouging. The problem is, and I feel bad about it now. I read an article today, and basically, because a lot of these masks, they're they're manufactured in China. So we can't, not only aren't there any available right now, Mm-mm. they're not going to be any more coming in. And what they're saying is the biggest issue is when it, when eventually it hits America, which it will, the, the first responders, the people in the hospitals who need it because they're going to be treating, sure, sure. they're not going to have it. Well, they, they can't we develop it? Like, I mean, you a could new do version? Any, you I mean, ask Jeff Bezos. The N96? N95. <laughs> I know, I'm saying the new one is... Right, so, uh, <laughs> so I got 10... Uh, I convinced our friend uh, Chico Leo of like, oh, the Fan shit. Bros to to go in for a twenty pack when I got mine. So he's really sitting in the gold mine right now. Maybe maybe you should go talk to him if, if things get crazy. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, <laughs> coronavirus is real. Yeah. Crazy thing is, people think uh, it has something to do with Corona. Right. That's the craziest thing. Like, uh, I, I wonder if that took any hits on uh, Corona. You know, like meaning the beer. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of Corona and Lime jokes. Like, if Chris gets Corona, then he's gonna have Corona and Lime. Shit, yeah, 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 that's you know, <laughs> you, you know, last time we did an episode, yeah. we did a bunch of episodes. We did, um, I don't remember, you know, which one, but it could have been 2000, the state of podcasting in 2018, 2019. We went over your journey as an author, yeah, uh, as somebody, uh, you know, in the podcast world, radio world for a long time. You know, but more importantly, it's like, it's funny because the reason why I like these episodes and I've had people stop me wherever. I remember where I was and tell me like, I like that shit you do with Chris Morrow because I try to do it at a time where it's, a, you know, it's forever transitioning sure, and evolving. Sure, sure. So what we spoke about a couple of years ago, really, you could see the, you know, I'll give you an example. The first time we sat down and spoke about podcasts and we spoke about how, say, 25,000 uh, downloads for an episode if you're doing a podcast was a big thing. Like, meaning, like, it, I'm not, I don't want to say a big thing, but it was very good enough sure. to. Now people are looking at 50, 100. At hey, least, I mm-hmm. mean, before we hit record, I was just on the phone with a podcast that's doing about 40, and they're struggling to get enough ads to make it feel worthwhile for them. So now 40 is like, that's the. Yeah. You know, when we Entry started, point, yeah. 40 would have been incredible. Yeah, yeah. Mind blowing. We got 40,000 listeners. Um, you know, and now it's like 40s doesn't feel like it's good enough to some people. So, you know, I think, I think overall the game has gotten to where everyone wanted it to get, but now that it's here, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's a little bit of a, it's be careful, work. be careful what you, you wish for. You know, it, when you think about brands, you know, and I've, I've sat in, in meetings and, yeah. And, uh, you know, even, even, even over the past couple, <laughs> King, you're crazy. Even over the past couple of, uh, you know, months in 2020, when I think about it, there's a lot of networks and a lot of podcasts out there. Yeah. You know, some of these podcasts, sometimes I go sit down with some of these companies and talk to them and just people, whatever, business right. I'm taking, producing shows or sure. figuring out. Some of them don't even know the Combat Jack show. Some of them don't even know some of the other shows that I'll mention. Like, for instance, say if I mentioned the network, like loudspeakers, sure. and I'll be like, oh, yeah, the read has been doing like, you know, a couple hundred thousand downloads for you. They won't even know that. So I'll, so they'll tell me one of their podcasts. I may not even know that. Sure. Like, there was like some show, I think, uh, Grace something. I forgot what it was, but like some news show. And they said that she does like 800. I was like, but I, I, I never even heard of her. But then they never heard of So what I'm saying is, is this space becoming where – 
say, hip-hop or podcasts of color? Is it not recognized as, as, as enough? Because trying to think about how, how I want to uh, uh I, I think what this, it is, yeah. is it's like, I think what's exciting about it is it's very compartmentalized. Like, there are all these small spaces and you could see that as a problem or you could see that as exciting that there's always this next universe i mean i'll give you an example like uh when the iheart uh podcast awards happened uh i was talking to charlemagne like the day after and i, you know, I don't think he'll mind me saying this like he was asking me i think a show called my favorite murder one for best podcast and he was kind of like man how did, you know i never heard of that and i was like what are you talking about that show's a so it's a monster, you know, like, I don't know what numbers it does, but it's like a major, major show. It has a big touring presence, merch, spinoff shows, like it's, it's kind of created its own universe. And, you know, he hasn't heard of it. And I had only learned about it recently. So it's kind of like these things create their own little solar systems and they all operate independently. Now, I think the question is going to be, going forward is, is it still possible for all these little solar systems to exist or are they all going to be forced? And, you know, and I feel like this is something we've talked about on different versions of, you know, when I've come on here, are they all eventually going to have to wind up at a Spotify? Sure. Sure. At a get, get, Apple, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever the In, in layman terms, get swallowed up. Swallowed up or, or I think, I think part of it is, is, is part of pod, being aware of podcasting is um is research right or word of mouth it's kind of an organic process right. still and i think that's where you a charlemagne would be like i, I never heard of this podcast right. they created a niche which is all podcasts right right and created their own market for it or what have you um and the part where the the, the smaller podcasts like you said might get, have to get swallowed up is to bring awareness to it otherwise they only have the community of whatever whatever numbers that they do a week. You know, there won't be no. You might go to Iowa, and it might be something that's popping out there that might get twenty five thousand a week, but it's big out there. But we don't know about it at all. You know. You know, it's uh, just to stay on topic um, with Charlemagne. I definitely want to uh, bring this up because I actually t was telling somebody this. I think we spoke about this before, but I, I want to bring it back up because I think it's that important. Yeah. I remember when uh, you were helping create the Brilliant Idiots, meaning like you were helping create the show. Sure. And you had Charlemagne, right? Yeah. But you went to Charlemagne, you know, and and I remember you saying, hey, you know, you should do a podcast or right. something like that. You know, you'll, you'll tell me in a second. And, and, you know, he was like, why would I do a podcast? I'm on radio. And it's so funny because that actually makes sense for him at that time without thinking forward. You know right. what I mean? If you don't think forward and you still have a closed mind, you could be like, I'm on radio, I'm on the breakfast club, it's tremendous, what do I need? And then you think about if you keep your mind, forget about what happened, because what happened was he opened a, 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 an, a an expanded fan base. Yeah. It was able to uh, connect with fans even more, connect right. with listeners even more. I mean, and Bringing In is, it, it is an amazing show. I mean, it's been years and years, and it's still a top show. Um, you know, is is it's crazy to me of how a lot of podcasts are started these days and how long they last because many don't. That's the reason why I brought that up. But do you remember how, does that seem like crazy to you that when you were going and trying to tell him and find another partner like Andrew Schultz? And, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I mean, and look at it now. To his credit, he saw, I mean, I think his initial reaction was like, why? 
And then, um, you know, I kind of made my pitch, which was like, because this is something you're going to control. This is something that you're going to own. This is something that you're not going to have to ask permission for. You know, we're going to be partners in it, but like you're going to drive your own ship. And I think he saw the value of that. Well, he did see the value of it because he did it. And, you know, I think Charlemagne would be like incredibly successful today without it. But I think having that in his arsenal gives him incredible leverage sure. and gives him incredible reach now and just makes him as an entity that much stronger. And like without naming names, like if you look at other people who might have been um, in his space or his competition or whatever you want to call it, they didn't do that at sure, the time. Sure, sure, sure. He's ahead of the game. And if they do it now, it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. It's going to be a lot harder for them. And he was able to uh, gobble up that real estate. So and, me, and, know, and, I gave him a push, but he yeah he saw it. And maintain it. That's that's not something that's well, so he maintained easy. it. And you know, like Schultz is like a very passionate guy. So Schultz poured a lot of energy into that too. So um But you went out and found Schultz. No, 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 no. I didn't find him. What happened was, again, I won't name names, but there was another person that Charlemagne wanted uh as a potential co host. And he put me in okay. touch with her agent and the agent kind of shut it down before it could get off the ground. Was it uh, uh, Tori? What's her name? That blonde girl? No, I swear to God, I can't even remember her name. Which, which <laughs> was that blonde girl's name? I'm playing around making a joke. <laughs> no, but literally, I can't remember the woman's name, and that should tell you something because it was a bad call on our agent's What's point. Name? Oh, that was horrible. Horrible that girl's call. Name, the blonde girl, the freaking that everybody clapping at. Oh, oh, t uh, let Tammy Lauren. Tammy Lauren. No, it wasn't Tammy Lauren. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I'm joking. Shouts to my brother for me. No, nah, but like when I when I spoke to this woman's agent, he was kind of like, "Why would she want to do this?" What's in it? What's the point? Why would she want to? And just kept like hassling me. And I was like, look, I, it's probably not going to be that much money, but like, you know, Charlemagne's going to give it a shot. Like, we just think it's something that could be worthwhile and have some value. And he shut it down. Yeah. And, you know, and then after a while, I went back to Charlemagne and I was like, listen, like, I'm not getting anywhere with this agent. He doesn't think it's a valuable thing. Um, you got anybody else? And he was like, well, there's this comedian I know through Guy Cold, Andrew Schultz, and like I like talking to him on the phone. We have really good conversations, and I was like, "All right, cool." So I was like, "Let me go check him out." So he was at there was a thing called the New York uh, Podcast Festival. I don't know if it's still going on, and uh, it was a bar somewhere in the Lower East Side, down in the basement, and it was a Dante Nero. You know yeah, Dante? Dante Nero. Yeah, it was Dante's <laughs> podcast. And they had Michael Che. How do you pronounce his last name from Saturday Night Live? Uh, che? Is I have it? no idea. I'm, I'm the, the worst the week, person to actually weekend pronounce update guy. You know who I'm talking about? It was him, Dante, some woman whose name I forget, and Schultz all on the okay. panel. Crazy to see how far he's come. But go ahead. Schultz killed it. Yeah? Schultz really? killed it. Yeah. yeah. So afterwards, I was like, yo, can I talk to you for a second? You know, Charlemagne sent me down there. And he's like, yeah, no problem. We went to the bar. And I was like, yo, we're thinking about starting this podcast. And... Charlemagne thought you'd be good. You want to give it a shot? And he's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. That easy. <laughs> now, literally that easy. Today, okay, let me talk to your agent. Let yeah, me yeah, see. yeah. Well, Spotify is offering us this. And, you know. Schultz would have drove, drove you through the ringer. Through the ringer. I'd, I'd jump out a window. So, you know, the, the thing I've been thinking about recently and you know this was within the context of podcasting but i think it really applies to everything in in your life is that was the golden age back then 
We were right in the middle of the golden age. We were right in the, you know, like I, I spent a lot of time reading like rock and roll biographies of like musicians or singers, rock stars. And I'm always curious, like, how do they know they're in the moment? Because you can look back and you can, like, for instance, I sent you a, uh, a screenshot of, uh, I'm reading a book about the oral history of yes. Cold Chillin'. Yeah. And they, they quote uh, a quote from Roxanne Chante on the Premium Peach Show. And they like, as she said on the Premium Peach Show, so I sent it to you. But anyway, I'm reading this book about Cold Chilling, and like, I was a huge Cold Chilling fan in the late 80s. Like, to me, that was the pinnacle. And to me, those guys knew that they were in the middle of creating something very special and that they had the game in the lock and they were the top of the mountain and all that. And then as you read this this oral history, they weren't aware of any of that. Mm -hmm. They're just living day to day. And this guy's mad at Marley Marl and Marl's yeah, mad yeah, at yeah. him and Kane's mad at Biz and blah, 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 blah. And they're like caught in this thing and they don't have any sense of how big it is, how important that somebody like me is sitting in Philadelphia at 16 or 17 or whatever, and I'm, I'm pouring over yeah, the album. Yeah, it's like your cover. comic book. It's everything to me. So, you know, and I think you can talk about this too. How do you know when you're in the middle of something like that? Because when we were starting the Combat Jack show, you know, not to say that we have as much impact as maybe, you know, Kane or somebody, but like, if you were telling the oral history, and then there's that moment when Chris went and saw Andrew Schultz at the comedy festival, and he met him at the bar, like, that's how these things get built, but how do you know that you're in the middle of it? Because if I'm being honest, like, I was never like, oh my God, we're creating- History, yeah. History, I'm just like, shit, I gotta get this guy yeah. on the podcast. And yeah. once I get him on the podcast, shit, now I gotta get this. And how do you, is it is it possible to create history to be part of, because I read these books, I'm like, yo, wouldn't it be incredible to be part of one of these things? To like be part of when the Rolling Stones first start, or Cold Chillin, or Wu Tang, or you know, like any of these things. And I'm like, shit, we kind of did do a a version of that, but I never felt that way. If that makes sense. True. No, no, I know what you're you saying, know? and nobody's wrote a book yet. Yeah. About it. Yeah. It's too well, early. It's up to you. You're an author. Yeah. It's too early. Write your well, own we're book do about a podcast us. about it. Okay. Yes. yes. You know, it, it's crazy that you say that too, because when you look at one thing I like looking at is like, look how far, I mean, you know, Andrew Schultz has come. Sure. I mean, he's, yeah. I, I, I call him a, a fucky bird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, for sure. But, but he's, but he's come a long, long way. Yeah. You know? he's, and, he made the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I look at it like, uh, you know, you never know like what the platform is for. You know what I mean? Right. Like meaning like he was like, you know when I really realized how, how much he's grown two ways, but one way was when he was on brilliant idiots. It was mm. like a couple of years in, but he was like announcing where he's going to be at. Right. He's like, Hey, listen, I'll be in Rhode Island mm -hmm. next week. I'll be in board. And I was like, wow, what a platform to springboard because I've, you know, I, I'm not a comedian, but I've been able to springboard off it. And I think yeah. anybody in, I mean, podcasting has created, spin, you know, springboards. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about you going to the bar yeah. to kind of sign them, like you're a fucking scout, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's special, man. So, and, and maybe some internets didn't know that. So, I, I you know, I definitely wanted to share that uh, uh, moment. Seems I think like I think there's something ago. to say about that part of it, too. Even like, you know, how we function, you know, when we're out and about, you know, we might bump into somebody um, and we're processing in real time, like, man, this person might. You know, said person might have it. They have an audience. They might be good in the podcast space. Yeah, I've, I've and, thought about and, and we, that. And we become, 
we're the Scott Boris of podcasting we're, now. You well, know what I'm saying? Or like the the, the, <laughs> the analogy I've thought of a lot is like it's kind of like being an A and R guy, right? Right. You know, like yeah, you produce these shows, but because the level of production is often sometimes just turning on a mic, what you're really doing is just finding the right person. Yeah, sure. And you know, like I won't say who it is on air, but like me and you have been talking about somebody where I'm like, oh, that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So the question is, can you recognize that when it's in front of you? Yeah, I mean, and and you've been right a lot. You know what I mean? It's like, but then there's times where you've been wrong, and I know you admitted it. Where you like you missed out on some people. I've missed out on everything. You know, it feels like. You know, one thing I really appreciate about you is is throughout this journey of being an author, because yeah. internet's and we'll, you know we'll we'll glide over that. We've been done so many episodes. If you want to go back right. and listen to more of Chris Morrow's journey. Uh, growing up in Philadelphia and trying to be a fucking basketball player, it didn't work. Um, but, when we th- but when we think about the, you know, Chris Morrow has wrote a lot of books, authored books for uh, uh, Charlemagne and uh, um, um, Russell Simmons and yeah. and uh, Tyrese and uh, um, uh, Rev Ron. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of books, uh, so, some of your favorites, and it's been special to see. But even in the podcast space, when you think about what you have done, you know, one thing is another special thing is to read. You think about seven years. Yeah. And I remember the first time they came in um, and they were trying out an episode. Yeah. And I remember, I, I always say this, and we were the Combat Jack show, and we're like, we're the flagship show. Sure. And they blew us out of the water in like two, Fast. three weeks, you no, know? not even. And, and then two, Combat, three hours. me and Combat were like, hours. okay, we'll take a step back, right. you know? But we were still the flagship show. Right. But, we, you know, we, you know, I, I listen, it's been tremendous. You know what's really special to see about them? They have never changed. That's for sure. You know, um, they they literally have turned down deals for money because they, they don't fuck with a certain thing. Like they don't drink beer. Right. I told this story before, but I'm not gonna tell it again. They they don't drink beer. They're not taking the ad. Right. Which uh, which uh, me, I always said like I would make I would take a bath in it. Run it know? up. You know. <laughs> um, but how has that been seven years to see it grow and still be at a very high peak? Mm. Um, I mean. I, it's incredible, first and foremost. I mean, if you had told me it would last two years when we started any of this shit, I would have been like, yeah, that's great. I'll take it. Um, so in, in, in some ways, um, it's been like you only have a vision for maybe a couple of years when you start something. You know, like I wasn't thinking in terms of seven or eight years when all this started. So it's kind of like we're in uncharted territory right now. Um but I think you just got to stay focused on what's in front of you and not get caught up in, um, you know, like where where do we stand in this or, you know, well, we're not getting enough credit for that because I don't, I don't think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think people, people recognize, I don't think everybody, rec- I mean, uh, you know, both King and you, you know, I think, was it Rory from the Button Show when they just Shout celebrated? Shout out to Joe Blunt Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they Shout just celebrated Rory. a... A, a anniversary i guess and he kind of i guess put something up on instagram where he was like kind of acknowledging people yeah 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 yeah. so you know like i think when you see stuff like that from uh peers you know people who are having success in the space kind of like making that acknowledgement i think that's kind of like the stuff that is worth more than like yeah yeah some sort of public okay all right the people who are doing it they, they yeah they know it. Yeah. yeah i mean and it's special because so, you know why it's special because people some people uh purposely won't do that you know they won't give the shouts and mm. won't show the love and that's why i really gotta uh you know and i reached out to him too and told him the same thing rory uh that you know um 
I think that when you do stuff like that, it shows your character. You know, meaning like bigging up people that inspired or yeah, before you. Yeah. Some people, Chris, some people don't do that. Right. Like they like they hold that in. Right. They, they you know. I, I think I, that's a personal thing, though, paying homage. Yeah. Um. Some people, I mean, that's how it is in sports, you know, in, in, in the acting world. It's just like some people just have the, the wherewithal to do it. Some don't, you know. Yeah, well, look, I tip. And I've said this to you off the air, you know, I don't know Rory that well, but like even uh, when Combat passed, like he made a point of coming to the funeral and then we had that party yeah. afterwards and yeah. like he came over to me and paid his respect. And Very like, respectful. That sort of stuff just on outside of the competitive space, just on a personal level, like that's the type of stuff you recognize and you notice and you say, yeah, yeah. all right, it's just a word, it's just a nod, but like it, you know, yeah. you appreciate it. Because it's bigger than podcasting. Right. Now, so you think about what Joe Budden show has been able to do. Joe Budden podcast. Yeah. You know how 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 big has that been for the space that we're in? Like, meaning their deal with Spotify. Oh, like, I think it's been really important um, because I I think, and I'm I'm just talking within the hip hop space right now. Yeah. I think the first big kind of moment in hip hop space was Charlemagne with Brilliant Idiots because. I think that prior to that, and we experienced some of this with the Combat Jack show, prior to that, uh, the the podcast was seen as people who couldn't get on the radio, mm, right? Mm. You guys are doing this because you can't get on Hot 97, because you can't get on Power 105. If you were really any good, you'd have a radio show. When we used to go up to, shots to Ebro, but Ebro, when we used to go out to yeah. up to Hot 97, he used to be like- We asked him. He's done, but no, no I him. know, but he used to be like, I'm on the box every day. Right? Yeah. And that was looked at, I gather, as like, I'm doing it. And maybe you're not. You know, I always make this joke not to, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to go away from uh, your thoughts on the Joe Budden, but I, I got to tell this joke. I remember one time uh, me and Combat were at a, a lunch meeting where, you know, I'm not going to even mention who right. we were at one. And, and they went around the room and they were like, what are you doing? This guy's like, oh, I'm the CEO of this, I'm this, and this. And then <laughs> went to Combat and he's like, we do a podcast. And they were like, oh, cute. Right, and I was like, "Yo, if I was, I told Kyle, I said, why didn't you tell him you were a lawyer? Like, if I was him, I would like fuck Premium Pete. I'm a fucking lawyer. You know what I mean? But, but he believed in it so much, right. even when people would be like, "Yeah, what's that all about? You know?" But it wasn't just hip hop; it was everybody. I mean, I I don't know if I've told this story before, but Reggie and I took a meeting with a very very important venture capitalist guy. A guy that, frankly, we had no business meeting with, mm. but we were connected to uh, through Tristan Walker. Tristan, you know, had been working with us and believed in us. I was like, I'm going to connect you to this guy. And me and Reggie, you know, we just rolled in there like the two of us, no documents, no prep, no nothing. And in retrospect, once I figured out who this guy was, uh, this is a guy that you would wait a year to get an appointment with mm -hmm. and you would come in with a full fucking deck and a presentation. We just rolled in there like we were yeah, meeting somebody yeah, yeah, for yeah. a coffee. You know, we were like, hey, <laughs> we got this podcast network and, you know, Tristan said to, you know, link up with you. And I think he was so shocked that we weren't like, A, prepared, B, uptight, C, you know, putting on this show yeah, that yeah, he yeah. actually kind of took a liking to us. Wow. And... He kind of broke it down for us and was like, listen, you know, like I'm in the business of $100 million investments and bets. I don't, I, I just literally don't have the infrastructure to bet on a small thing. 
And, you know, the podcasting audience isn't that big. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is probably going to be a pretty small thing, even if it does pan out. I really like you guys. I would suggest you do X, Y. He actually told us not to take on investors, which we listened to for better or for worse. But he's like, you know, this isn't, I think the analogy was like, you know, you're asking to get an investment in an apartment or a home. I only invest in complexes, yeah, 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 buildings, buildings, you yeah. know, but you guys should do that. And this is a very bright guy, incredibly successful. Yeah. Um, Again, somebody that people literally are trying to get access to a year or two out and can't. And I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, you know, Spotify sold for $300 million. Mm. He was wrong. Yeah. You know, not Spotify, excuse uh, Gimlet. me, Gimlet sold to Spotify for $300 million. Bill Simmons just sold to Spotify yeah. for $190 million. Like, yeah. he missed it. And this is a guy who is the best of the best. Yeah. Mm, mm. So like, I can't even just point fingers and say hip hop missed it. Everybody couldn't see it at first. Well, you take a chance. You got to be a visionary, bro. Right. right. And you have to see, you have to study and see if there's value. Right now. I don't you know? know. This could well, also be a bubble and the whole shit could crash. True. A week from now. We used to always say that the big brands haven't come in yet. They're coming. It's right. still, it's still, it's still a little scarce. I think people still don't understand podcasts. But I, yep. you yeah. know, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. How some people are like, yeah, what is? Yeah, they're still learning this thing. Yeah, right? they, yeah, they're still learning. But there are a lot. I mean, look at, look at it. You know, I found out today that Trader Joe's has a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like number three or something on the charts. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. I, I don't even follow the charts. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, think about it. But think about what I'm saying. Target has a podcast. Um, wow. you know, obviously loudspeakers has done work with State Farm, sure, uh, HBO, yeah. um, you know, and a bunch of others. You know, for people listening and for people who love podcasts, we got to get down to the nitty gritty again in 2020. You know, I always get this question. I get celebrities, I get regular people that hit me up. Yo, Pete, man, I think I'm going to do a podcast, but let me ask you something. Should I sign with a network or shouldn't I sign with it? I always hear that. And I always say, well, if you don't have a podcast, do it yourself because what do you want a network to do for you? Now, mm. having said that, also, it seems to me there are more networks than ever that look pretty but really don't offer anything. And this is not a shot. I'm just speaking sure. in general, like meaning like what there's literally companies I've been sat down in meetings with that – I don't know. Uh, they, they, they're not familiar with podcasting, but they're a network. Um, they're bringing in other people and trying to figure the space. Right. But what do you know from the outside? You see the cover of Newport. You're like, that's a Newport. Right. Um, what do you think about you know networks in the sense of for podcasters you know to sign with today? Is it only meant for uh, if The Rock wants to do a podcast, he signs to a network? Or what about a regular Joe Schmo that wants to start a podcast? Well, I mean, I think it all goes back to what your expectations and desires are um the value of a network outside of the support you know which is the most fundamental thing is going to be the relationships mm -hmm. right from sales from marketing all across the board um if you're someone that has all of that already and there are some people who have all that already to to various degrees maybe you don't need it i think most people do need it to a degree and i think you know the smaller network like excuse me with us with loudspeakers every, there's no cookie cutter relationship everything is kind of based depending on the situation i think the hot you know 
what's happening now, it is getting more cookie cutter and you're sure. going to see less and less of that. Um, you know, I think the thing that you have to be aware of is now that there's so much celebrity in the podcast space, a lot of the attention, a lot of the resources is always going to be directed to that. And you have to be aware of that as someone, if you're not a celebrity, yeah, right? Just like every, you know, is there a celebrity that doesn't have a podcast right now? Yeah. I don't know of one. No, you're right. But at least try it out, you know? You know? So I think you got to understand that if you do go that route, that there in all likelihood is going to be a celebrity that's going to gobble up some of that attention and money, whatever the case may be. And you have to kind of like reconfigure your expectations accordingly. You know, you used to uh, say that you used to get a lot of emails from people who wanted to be on the network. Wanted to, are, you, are emails still piling in? They're still coming. Now, what are you in 2020, what is Chris Morrow looking for as far as podcast shows? Um, I've said it before, but I, I'm still really looking for scripted stuff. Mm -hmm. And those are the pitches that I don't get mm -hmm. because they're harder. Yeah. yeah. It takes more time. It takes more time. It, it, it's more thought out. It's more thought out. But that's, you know, um, you know, really the only one is... The, you know, and again, we won't discuss it on air, but like the one you've brought to me. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, hopefully we could explain. Uh, maybe maybe in, in, next in, in episode six, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, another thing in podcasting, uh, especially in 2020, is, is people starting and people fizzling out. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, there may be, I don't know, but just say like, I'm giving a rough number, but say there's like 900,000 podcasts out there. Yeah. It's only like what people don't realize is only like 200,000 that are active. You know, it's like that many has started. You know, I, I, I've seen some numbers. I don't know if you heard this before. But, and if you think about it, think about a person like, yo, like you'll see somebody go on Instagram like, yo, 100 comments, I'll start a podcast. You know what I mean? Right. And then people are like, yo, do it, do it, do it, you know? And then they do it. And even though it's only once a week, they realize that, you know, you look at three months later and they're not doing it no more. And what I realize is because it's like people want money, people want this. Like even like I speak to, you know, I'm not mentioning names, different artists, celebrities, every, you know, wh whoever. And they're like, "Go oh, if I do it, a lot of people think like if I do it, I don't want to do it like this because right. they think, and I get that. But then they also, people also refer to um, doing it their own way. But at the end of the day, I feel like people fizzle out. And uh, more often than they do succeed. I mean, you obviously seen this, right? Sure, they fizzle out. I mean, the other issue, and I deal with this, is they stick with it, and it still doesn't get money. And then you have people saying, "Well, I've been doing it for a year now. Where's the money?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how long did we do Combat Jack show before it made three money? Years. Three, three years. Three years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Um, you know, brilliant idiots didn't have ads for the first year or two. Um, so I think you know, and it. it that's a perfectly reasonable reaction to have. I've been doing a show for a year. Yeah. Where are the ads? But I think what people aren't thinking is, and there are 900,000 other podcasts out there. Now. And that's that's why it kind of comes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, which was, oh, 25,000 would make it a hit versus 25,000, no one's paying attention to you right now. Mm. And I think it's hard if you, I think it's difficult for people in that situation who have a show with, you know, a good, you know, if you have a show, I mean, you see this yourself. Yeah. If you have a show in that range, you know, or higher, but like you're getting feedback, you're getting reaction, people are hitting you 
on social media. People are stopping you on the street. They're telling you they love the show. They like this. I loved it when you talked to this person or that. It really feels like something is happening. And, uh, you know, and then I think the natural reaction is to be, well, where's the money? All the other stuff that seems to come with having a hit is there. What about the cash? So what I think is going to be interesting is can some of the money funnel into those medium-sized shows? Right. You know, I, I was I was watching something the other day. They said that, um, what's the show that Bomani Jones had on ESPN? Oh, on his, High uh, Noon. High Noon. So they yeah, just canceled it. They canceled it, yeah. 500,000. Three. 300,000. It was 300,000. And the, and the next You mean down? 300,000 what? 300,000 uh, views. At, right. Viewers at the time of the... Uh, of the show and that gets and canceled next, and, but check this out then that, i was reading that too yeah. the next best numbers after that was get up that comes on earlier in the morning right. and that does 380 so i'm like man they were just eighty thousand from 50 350 there's fifty thousand viewers from the mark and See, they missed but, it but i look at it like well shit i got a lot of podcasts that are bigger than that you know like i think these podcasts are bigger. Good point. <laughs> now, I don't think High Noon or what's the other one called? The, uh, Get Up. Is that Get the up. Rachel Nichols one? That's um with uh, Gre- Greeny. Um, yeah. I don't think they have problems selling advertising on those shows. No. Those are probably booked out. Go Lick and Wingo is yeah. uh, progressive. Is, is, uh, yeah. The main so, sponsor. So I'm like, yeah. yo, so I, I want to see the advertisers say, I don't care that it has ESPN next to it. Right. You know? The, the audience is over here now. And I think I think that's I think one of the most interesting things is uh Spotify buying the ringer because I think yeah. they're gonna directly try to take out ESPN now. Really? Yeah, I think that's that they're gonna position the ringer as Spotify's in house version of ESPN. You don't think ESPN should have jumped on the podcast game early? No, uh, they did. No, they did, but not they didn't do it like Here's the thing that Simmons, Bill Simmons, who you know created the Ringer and was the former ESPN guy, what he did smart was he gave it that organic feel. You know what I mean? He took a bunch of uh, relatively unknown writers and personalities, and he made them the family. He made them people that you built a relationship with, and it was all planned and it was all strategized, but it felt very. You, organic. You've grown to know yeah, the personalities. Like yeah. You got built into it. The way if you listen to the Combat Jack show, I know Premium Pete, I know A King, yeah. I know Bahami. They became this the cast names, of characters. Yeah. Sure, sure. And ESPN kind of approached podcasting almost as if they were radio shows. Mm. You know, just like this is the show. It has to run exactly so long. We're just gonna drop these ads in the middle of the show. They're not gonna be host read. It's just it just felt like they recorded radio content and, and archived called it. it a podcast, yeah. right? And the Ringer really spoke to the podcast aesthetic, whatever that means to you. But and it's kind of hard to articulate, but I know what it is. And they they created that. And uh, you know, is it is it going to take out ESPN? I don't know. I mean, ESPN is to me like one of these brands that is almost bigger than itself. Mm. You know, it's just like Ford or. But you yeah, know, yeah, Ford's not what Ford was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, ESPN also has relationships, obviously, with a lot of the sports leagues themselves. But in some ways, I think that's a little limiting because uh-huh. there's there's certain places they can't go because they don't want to piss off 
the NBA or if they have NFL, I don't even, you know what I mean? Like there are relationships there that create kind of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Whereas somewhere like the Ringer, they're not, they're not, you know, broadcasting NBA games. They can say whatever the fuck they want to say about people. They can curse. They can bring in pop culture stuff. E- e- ESPN is like very burr, right? Like it's lost that. Yeah. Okay. Like when it came out, it was the cool new shit. Now, 35, 40 years later, it's the establishment. And mm. something like the Ringer feels much more alive and fresh. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So so people are getting bought out, like, in a sense of full, uh, you know, buyout, like, or, or, or it's more of a partnership deal, you believe in, where people are still able to have some equity. Like, is Bill Simmons, like, 100% I out? I think he sold, yeah. But he's still going to run, He'll you know? probably run. I would imagine there was... An agreement will here stick around to a couple years to, at least. I mean, I would have sure they'd want like five years or yeah, some yeah. shit like that. But that's, I'm sure he'll stick around and run it. Whenever you get an exit like that, that's when you could uh, make some good salary, actually, too. Yeah. Even, so, like, you know, I don't know how their their situation was was built, but you know, I don't know if he had investors or partners, but you know, so yeah, he's going to get 190 million dollars or whatever the number ultimately was, and then I'm sure for him to stick around and run it for five years, he's going to want. Two three million a year. Yeah, minimum, sure, you sure. Know, so yeah. Bill Simmons, I'm sure he wasn't God hurting bless. before, but he's really not hurting right now. Shouts no. to Billy Simmons. Yeah. Listen, send some fucking money over here, Billy. Yeah. Stop fucking around. Right. Do you got to make a phone call? Six yep. minutes. Okay. Okay. You want to take a break? Yeah. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Chris Moore, I got to make a business phone call. We'll come back, uh, spend about a couple more minutes with him, and then close it out. And just one more thing: as much sports we talk on the phone between all three of us, individually, collectively, or whatever, we probably could pitch a, a sports show. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, man, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised on that. Uh, Chris Morrow's got to call uh, Funky, Joe Judge. Uh, Funky Berg and uh, Jenkins. Uh, internets don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Burr. Cheer. Yep, Charlemagne the God here. The Prime Minister of pissing people off, the ruler rubbing you the wrong way, the architect of aggravation. And right now I'm with my guy, my man Premium Pete, on the Premium Pete Show, okay? Internets, tune the fuck in. Peace. Okay, and we're back sitting here with Chris Morrow. Listen, uh, he had to take a, a break and make a phone call. You know, this guy's he's, he's doing business deals behind Let's the scenes. Let's tell the truth, Pete. The phone call didn't happen. Okay. All they're right. they're well, rescheduling on me. It sounded they, good. But we did right. take a break for I your phone call. I did take a break, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, you know, whenever we do these episodes, I always say to myself that I think of the people worldwide that we have ran into that have appreciated uh, the Loudspeakers Network, that have pe- appreciated combat jack show that i appreciate i always think of like people who don't have the answers because i feel like in and you're not going to get every answer obviously from a podcast but i feel like the space even though it's getting more filled up and 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 kind of figured out a little bit meaning like you're getting the gist of what it's becoming yeah is you know it's also still confusing to a lot of people and it's also hard for a lot of people i will say this I give a lot of people advice in the sense of, because people always talk about money, 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 money. Sure. The greatest thing I feel like, if you're not a celebrity, is if you're making money, don't only focus on money on the podcast because, you know, you're living, say if you have like a good job and you're doing a podcast, at least, you know, like, yo, I'm not going to go broke. Right. You know, right. Um, and you could try to put all the content you want in it. I love scripted stuff. Um I always tell people, if I had to do it over again, I don't know if I would do a weekly uh, sure. uh, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just got so used to it. And you think about it, King, I mean, even, you know, Chris, um, this is almost 10 years of doing a weekly show. Wow. You know? 
you think of, you, you got to think about how crazy that is. And then sometimes I think about how long that is. And sometimes I'm like, damn, that's not too long ago. No. no. You know, when you think about how much the, the game has changed. You know, we spoke about where podcast is now. We spoke about certain podcasts that change. Now, when you go to a network, do mm-hmm. a lot of, if they don't buy you, you know, d- does the network tr- try to get like a lot of your, you know, uh, IP, you know, on, on your show and own it all? Or, you know, people doing 50-50 deals? Because you made something, you gave a great point, uh, and I'll <laughs> let you talk to it. We mentioned A&R. Yeah. The podcast world should be looked at as an artist. Right. Meaning they get an advance. Yeah. You get budget. You know what I mean? Because they are streams and plays. And wouldn't you think that? Well, it's interesting. So when this all first started, the theory was the touring's not worth anything on podcasts. Um, the IP's not worth anything on podcasts. Even the merch is probably not worth that much. It's all about the sales revenue. Over the last five years, that's, and you know, I had some very smart people tell me that. Um, and I didn't focus on those things, and that was probably a mistake. But, you know, now it turns out those things are really valuable and are probably going to get even more valuable going forward. So I think when you talk about the music analogy, yeah, you know, like the labels would like to sign you to a 360 deal where um, they get a piece of your merch, they get a piece of your touring and your streams and album sales. I think the difference right now is that for that initial investment, a music label is still... uh, I'll put it to you like this. Sure, not every act they sign is going to become a, ma- a megastar. In fact, probably the large majority won't. But when one hits, it pays for well, the others. everything because it really could hit. I don't think like the podcasts that hit hit as big as the music acts that hit, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, it's tougher to scale it, I think, for a lot of podcast networks, unless you're somebody like a Spotify, which seems to have like an un... You know, ta- you know, just endless kind of fucking money Funds? bag. Yeah. So for Spotify, everybody, Spotify, Stop fucking around. Stuff. And uh, Barstool, Barstool's got a lot of money too. So you know, it's like I think as you see those guys get more active in the space, they can say, "Yeah, fuck it, we're going to give this guy this and this guy this and this guy this." Where somebody like me, like I can't necessarily afford to do that, truthfully. Sure, sure. Because if it doesn't hit, I'm done. That's what sucks when we go back and think about not getting investors, and you know, right. You- so that's kind of like what I meant by when I said. Um, be careful what you ask for, because when we were all doing this at the beginning, it was like, wouldn't it be great if these guys would get involved in the space? And wouldn't it be great if, and well, it's yeah. happening, but it doesn't necessarily happen the way you want it to happen. So I think, I think the bottom line is you just have to be constantly in a state of adapting and seeing what's happening. But I don't think that's specific to podcasting i think that's just the reality for any everybody in any sort of creative space going forward because it used to be um again like to bring it back to that cold chilling book that i was reading like i'm reading about the dynamics of the record industry in 1987 1988 and it's all based on distribution and these none of that shit exists anymore like literally the industry create your own yeah it does not fucking exist anymore and it used to be that like these technological changes would happen like very um gradually right like the record industry kind of ran the same way for 15 or 20 years until cds came in and then it kind of settled into that and it probably ran for like another 10 
maybe 15 years until streaming came in. But you don't get 10 or 15 years between technological advances anymore. Like the shit is just fucking happening every five minutes. So whatever's happening right now in terms of a bar stool or a Spotify and podcasting, it's not going to be like this two years from now. So I think the key is just not getting settled into a kind of mind state of, all right, this is how business is going to get done. This is what it's going to look like. Because I think if that's your mentality, uh, you're going to get burnt. I think you have to be in the mentality of like, what else is happening? What's about to happen? What's moving right now? And I think that's what makes it exciting on one hand, the sense that there's this thing about to happen right under your nose that maybe you don't pay attention to. But like, if you just look hard enough, you're going to find it. That could also be very scary. The sense of there's a million fucking things happening out there. And I don't know. I mean, the analogy I always used to use is like, I wanted to be a writer when I was a kid. And like the path that you had to follow was very set. Like if you want to, let's say you want to be a sports writer, I wanted to be a sports writer. All right, you write for your high school newspaper and you cover your high school teams. Mm, that's where you start. And then you go to college. Mm-hmm. And then you cover, you work for the high school, for the college newspaper. And maybe you don't get to cover the team you want the first year. You pay your dues. And by the time you're a senior, you're covering the baseball team or the basketball team. Then you graduate. You go to journalism school for two years. And then you come out of journalism school and you go work in a newspaper in a smaller market, maybe Jacksonville maybe uh you know milwaukee and if you do good enough and you kind of get your chops together and you make some noise then you graduate to a major city and you end up in a new york or philadelphia boston what have you and then if you're really good in that uh in those platforms then baby like people won't even know this name when i was growing up the biggest sports writer was frank deford this guy for sports illustrated he wrote all like the big features and then you've reached the pinnacle. And then there's written, maybe you can write books, but there's no where else to go. And that's literally, you have to follow that path. You knew exactly what the steps were you had to take. And that's what you did. And you followed mm. it. Hey, you want to fucking be a writer today. There's a million different paths you can take. You want to be a podcaster. There's a million different paths. If you, sure. Music, like there's no one cookie cutter way that you have to do anything anymore. And I think that's, incredible and exciting and i think it's opened up these spaces to all these really creative people that wouldn't have gotten a voice otherwise but at the same time it's a little scary because at least before you knew like hey if i do a b and c it's going to take me to d and now i think we're so i mean we were talking about this on brilliant idiots earlier today and like you know the the, the question was is saturday Night live still funny and why isn't funny anymore and why isn't it relevant and like one of the things somebody said that I think is really true is the shit you read on Twitter is funnier than what you see in a sketch show on Saturday Night Live. Mm. Like if there's a good meme and like I'll laugh out loud reading yeah, sure, shit on sure. Twitter. Like my wife is like, why do you keep looking at Twitter? And finally I said, to her, I said cause it's fucking funny, man. Like yeah. if there's like, even like when Wilder got knocked out, you know, like, and they have all these memes of yeah. him like lying down on conveyor belts or whatever, you know, it's just like every day there's a million versions of that. That is funnier than what you're going to see on Saturday Night Live, right? Right? You know, so like, what do you do with that in terms of like a creative network? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who's at the door here? Oh, what's up? Hi. Tori came in like a... She came in like a Hulkamania. Right, 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 right. (laughs) I didn't know a 90-pound girl could do that. So so I think it's like, it's it's interesting, like how do you, from a a business perspective, try to um, harness that, right? 
Yeah. And I don't know what the answer is. But yeah. I think it's, I think what you, I think the bottom line is you have to be adaptable. Yeah. Internet's be adaptable. You know, ever changing. Uh, right. Ever changing and, and being able to be open minded. Right. Chill. You, you know, um, as we wind down this episode, you think about somebody we mentioned, Boston. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I really like uh, what Wallow and uh, uh, Gilly the Kid have done with yes. Million Dollar Worth million of Game. Worth yeah. game. Yeah. Now, public knowledge, they say they try to, I, and, you know, you've seen blogs putting that they got $3 million or all Everybody's this. counting other people's you money. You know, it's crazy when you see that, right? You know, where yeah. people count. Meanwhile, I feel like people don't count people's hard work. Now, not saying they're not worth, but meaning these guys are hustling or working or turning down things or building a brand or building a thing. Right. And if they just so happen to get that, that could happen where they could get it then other than somebody else who thought they should have got it didn't get that. Right. Do you believe in, in deals are happening that big out there? I you know, I don't know what they got. I mean, I'm I'm comfortable, I'll put it like this. I'm comfortable saying that Simmons got around hundred and ninety from Spotify because that's been what's reported by people that I know in the industry Copy, who cut. I know are like incredibly plugged in. And the other thing is Spotify's a publicly traded company. They're going to have to report how much they paid to acquire sure. the ringer. So if someone said 180, 190 for that, I think it's probably true because it's going to come out. Now, when you talk about a show like theirs getting $3 million from Barstool, it seems, I don't know, God bless them if they got it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think in hip hop, there's a tendency to overinflate stuff. Across mm -hmm. the board, I'm not talking specifically about them. I think that's kind of like, I won't even call it a trick, but it's just like what people do. So, you know, I look at it like that. I don't know. And, you know, you could even say, if it is $3 million, um, what does that really entail? What does that cover? What does that include? Well, well, I don't know. I look at it like if you're, if you're a GM right. on a sports team, right, and that's the only the guy that has that skill set, which that's the only thing over there. I think if that is the number, million dollar worth of game has a leverage, right? Yeah. There's there's interest and there's leverage, right? And yeah. the interest is to bring somebody on board that you know can be the only they're they're the only one in that space over there that that right. that talks that content. So they're like, all right, cool. What would it take to bring us over there? Yeah, I mean, look, three I, million. Oh, done. All right. I mean, look, if right? They, if, I'm just saying, like, they that's got the logic. Three million. They they were smart to take it. Like that's a that sounds like a great deal. They and, didn't want to wait. Right. Let's not wait till year five to offer them right. something. Yeah, yeah, for Let's sure. And, and especially and and especially you never know. Barstool is trying to jump into the get water into the space. urban you know what urban I mean? world. Yeah, yeah. And, urban and, space, and yeah. It, it could be possible. And 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 what better uh, dudes? You know, I like what they're doing. Well, look um, at they're jo funny. Joe Rogan. They they reported that he makes what, 30, 30, thirty million a year. He might. He might. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look. The number one question I get asked about podcasts is how much did Joe Budden get? That's yeah. why everybody wants to. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. But like that's. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of interest in it. Um, you know, there's obviously more. Tell people to mind their business. Yeah, why, why are we counting money though? Right? It's all about the content. I think we should count the success, count right. the hard work. The hard work. Well, I mean, you know, there's more money. I think the bottom line is this: there's more money in the space than there was um, five years five ago. years ago. That's yep. without question. I think it's projected now around um, two hundred million dollars short of being a billion dollar industry which see, is projected in the next couple see, of years see smart vc guy 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. Listen. Uh, you got to read those articles, man. <laughs> Not you. I'm saying the, the listener. It's always uh, great to have you in the space that you know the, the to discuss the the world of podcasting, and yeah. we got to put the year of 2020. 2020. Uh, wow. You know, you can't cover everything. What's you know? I will say this. One of my last questions for you is, um, by hoping to get money and sign with a network or get. Does that mean today that you have to give up all your rights? Mm. Well, I don't think it means you have to, but I think if there is a scenario when you're going to get a really big check, um, it means that you did give up some rights. Unless you have a show that's doing monster numbers and just the revenue alone is worth it to a company. But if you're not doing monster numbers, and by monster numbers, I mean like 700,000 an episode, 800,000 an episode, uh, to get a big bag, I think, in my experience at least, and I can't speak for everybody's experience, you would have to be giving up that IP, something sure. like a three 360 deal. Now, I think what's going to be interesting is how much does the podcast industry integrate the video Mm. plays moving forward i think that's a i think that's one of the biggest questions facing the you industry mean, you mean counting video views right versus so total right so what's happening right now is within podcasts that audio only space uh there's a term that's getting thrown around a lot called iab compliant and i can't even tell you though i should be able to what iab stands for it's it's a organization the international association of broadcasters Aerial bow syndrome Aerial bowel syndrome, um, <laughs> asparagus, <laughs> you know, uh, pickers, I don't know, whatever it is. But so everyone wants you to be IAB compliant. Copy. And, and, it, and it makes sense because it's a way for these bigger brands to get metrics sure, that sure. they can have faith in and they can trust. Sure. Um, IAB does not count YouTube. So, and I think it's maybe a little bit more prevalent in hip hop than in other spaces, but certainly in hip hop, everybody wants their shit on YouTube. Everybody wants the video on YouTube, but that's not going to count towards your IAB metrics. So the question is going to be, are these companies, as they start to throw bags at people, are they going to tell them, all right, take your shit off of YouTube. We want you, we only want you on Apple, Spotify, PodTrack, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. We only want you on these platforms where we can count the metrics and get the money that way, or are they going to figure out a way to integrate those YouTube views? And if they do that, you're going to see some of these shows that maybe are smaller on the podcast, on the audio only side, but have a big YouTube presence suddenly become big players mm. in the space. Personally, um, I've always argued that like YouTube numbers should count because just on a sort of non-scientific level, I've always believed, especially for younger audiences, like a 25-year-old kid doesn't give a fuck if if they're hearing the podcast on Spotify, Spotify or YouTube. YouTube, Apple, iHeart, whatever it is, they're going to buy the Casper mattress. They're going to sign up for Squarespace. It doesn't matter on the platform. They're either going to be motivated to click through and do this or not. So why would you... Why would you care what's on YouTube? And I think a lot of it is like a generational thing where podcast was kind of created by an older, you know, frankly, whiter kind of like space where everything had to be Apple. It had to be iTunes. And like YouTube was kind of seen as like 
not legitimate, not, uh, you know, not representative of, of the audience. And I just think like for a fucking younger demo, YouTube is, that's their sure, homepage. Sure, sure, sure. They get you, lost in it. Yeah. Like they, they live on YouTube. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest, um, things moving forward and, uh, you know, we were talking about this, uh, Matt, the kid we went to the game with, shout out to him. Oh uh, yeah. Up. Movie yeah. Matt. Movie Matt. Like, what do you do with this video element? Um, what do you, how do you integrate it into what you're trying to build or not? So I think that is really going to be the big question maybe for the next year. Like, are people going to start cutting deals where it's like, we only want the audio rights, do whatever the fuck you want with the yeah. video because we can't sell that or we want it all. I'm, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to play. Yeah. If they do some type of integration, yeah, this would be a good time for YouTube. To, to to do partnerships yeah, with those podcasting. service providers. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or they won't be left out. Or, or yeah, we're we're talking about YouTube like they don't have a say in it. YouTube might turn around and say, Yo, you're gonna put this on here with ads? Fuck you. You you gotta make a choice. Yeah, yeah, you're so, right. So so a perfect example is not podcasting, but it's it's content collaboration is what Genius did with uh, Apple. Yeah. With the verified platform. Yeah. You know, they have these artists come up on the uh they, they really, and that was, you know, shout and out it's to not Rob. on YouTube, it's yeah. on Apple. It's on Apple Music. Rob who? Markman. Rob okay, Markman. He really did He got a promotion, too. Yeah, he got a promotion. And like, Congrats, you know, well-deserved. I, I was watching that uh, Pop Smoke thing that they, you know, and yep. I'm like, this is, re- that has really become like a- uh, A thing, yeah. Uh, Staple. Something you go back to, right? Like, oh, yeah. Pop Smoke was just killed. Let me go back and check out his, uh, you know, his genius. What are they? Yeah, to verify it. Verify Yeah, you know, like, so they really made that work. It's great stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny, too, because I know you're saying YouTube may say, hey, we don't want this on here because we want to put our ads. But, you know, I always tell people this, especially small podcasts that are like, yo, how do I get ads? How do I do this? I always tell people, and this not only for video, but even audio, find people local. You know yeah. what I mean? Find find people that you mess with that have a company. Yeah. You know, I, I've I've seen it. You know, you, you may not and, and work out a deal that makes sense for you. I you know say hey, you know what? Give me a thousand dollars. I'll put you on four shows. You right. know what I mean? Don't like. I think people compare to everybody else. They got to be like the read. They got to be at the bridge. You don't have be yourself. It may take time. And at the end of the day, here's the big thing in my opinion: if you love it, do it because you like doing it. You know, look, it, it's been a battle. We're 10 years in as far as podcasting, right. but I still love chopping it up with people. Sure. And, uh, you know, because I, I, I always told people, Combat Jack Show gave me that after-school feeling. Like, I was like, oh, right. it was better than school because it was after-school, and it was fun, and it kept me out of trouble, and it kept me involved in things, and we played basketball. Right. And, and, and I feel like if you could get that moment and then give it to other people, that's what's important. And I think that's what's important about these episodes. You don't get them enough where people could learn a little bit more or find out a little bit more because people have so much questions. You'll see when they meet you at these conferences, it's like they want to like take your soul right there. Like, oh, That's before why I you don't leave, go to the conference. Before you leave, like, I got it. Like, I've been trying to get Chris Morrow <laughs> over the last that. three years. I've been selling him everything and it, it doesn't work. I think I'm going to try, I'm going to do it again, but we'll see. <laughs> well, listen, m- 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 hey, I want to, I want to say before you wrap up, I want to say one thing because we've been talking about uh, podcasting and kind of like the next generation and what it's headed yep. to. I want to give a shout out. We've also mentioned combat, of course, a couple of times. I want to give a shout out to Chuma, his son. Yeah, yeah. Who's working, working over at Gimlet, right? On Mogul right now and uh, doing some really great stuff over there and kind of like ushering in that next wave and generation. So I wanted to acknowledge him. Too. Absolutely. So to shouts, shouts to uh, uh, 
Kai, yeah, and 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 All Chi, kids, yep. and Kara, um, and the whole family. Uh, you know, it's 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 exciting to see. It's exciting to see uh, uh, Chuma, you know, um, find his place there and do things. Shout out to Matt Nelson. And shout out to the whole Gimwit. Yeah, yeah, Matt Nelson. Matt Nelson, you owe me some sea bass. Right. Yeah. Um, what's next, Chris? What's next? Uh, any books that you can mention that you're uh, author? Uh, I got a big book coming. Uh-oh, big book. Internet's big book don't uh, feel quite comfortable mentioning it yet. Sorry. Okay, no problem. You know who it is. You kind of but... mentioned it on another podcast, but it might went over the head. All right, let's leave it that way. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, but no, that'll be hopefully a big, huge, big project. Uh, probably, arguably, the biggest one I've done yet. So that's okay. That's exciting. Are you back on Twitter? Not really. On, I'm Even trying on Instagram. to Instagram. Mr. Chris Morrow on Twitter. Yeah, Mr. Chris Morrow. I think, on uh, IG too. IG. I don't. Yeah. I got to be honest. I haven't really figured out IG. I don't understand like how it works. So, uh, you know, maybe you'll see a little bit more of me there. I need to. I need to figure out the. There's there's some weird. I was complaining about this the other night. If I go into Instagram, all I see is 85 South, 50 Cent. Snoop Dogg and like one person I'm, I don't know who well, they the are. Well, the people you follow. That's well, it's probably yeah. like literally that's all. Like you got to refer. Yeah, it's I don't know algorithm. how to make it. Like I know you're so, on there. So when you, in, you so the more you engaged, yeah, then the algorithm changes. It opens up, right? Now, I'm not engaged. Again. Well, right. you got to get engaged. Now is everything Lyme disease? Everything's okay. You, yeah, I'm here. You, you what know, are you eating? Plastic uh, these days? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm on pretty- a uh, I'm on a, a new diet that uh, have been working pretty well for me. Paleo what keto. is it? Uh, it's it's an elimination diet to knock out any inflammatory, uh, basically things that cause inflammation. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's got like alkaline diet. diet. Yeah, kind of. It's like close yeah. to that. So no, no beef, no pork, red meat of any kind. Really. So the only like protein, fish. I'm eating fish and chicken, and then no beans, no corn, no tomatoes, no eggplant, no nightshade vegetables. So I'm pretty much. Eating uh, chicken, fish, and a lot of vegetables. You know, the other the other night we went for uh, we, before the we went to a Nets game and oh, yeah. you, you stumbled into the game. Right, and uh, we were sitting again. Shouts to movie Matt sitting on the fucking floor. Beautiful seats, yeah, um, yeah. You, you know, <laughs> and we went for sushi beforehand. <laughs> and yo, King, yo, Chris Morrow uh, is like, damn, that sushi looked good. And he was ordering some other stuff, right. and I'm like. Uh, you can't have it. It's like, nah, I'm not supposed yeah, I to have it. I can't eat rice. I can't eat rice. And I was like, uh, you know, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I was like, right. uh, you want it? He's like, yeah, fuck it. Give it to me. But <laughs> can, and you I was like, the, can you eat it without the rice? Just like seaweed? That's and- sashimi, but it doesn't. For, I, I was telling Pete, like, if I could only eat one type of food for the rest of my life, it would be good sushi. Like, yeah. that's my A number one favorite yeah. food in the world. But I'm not supposed to eat rice. And the other thing is I'm not supposed to eat soy sauce. Soy is... Not part of this diet copy, either. Copy. So I fell off the wagon with you, and then yeah. sorry I, about that. And then this past week, I went to the Virgin Islands with my family for five <laughs> days, and bad my ting. Yeah, I fell off the wagon, got run over by the wagon. I was eating <laughs> fucking everything down there. I was <laughs> drinking. I sent you a picture. We found this incredible place on yeah. the island of St. John's. They made a. It was called a frozen. Frozen. Because I'm not supposed to drink either. I haven't really been drinking, so it was called. I frozen. mean, you, you're breaking every fucking rule. Yeah. So frozen. It was a frozen painkiller. It was like Oof. really good rum, fresh pineapple juice, fresh coconut juice, mm. and like I think it was like hazelnut on top. Ugh. This was the best fucking drink I've ever had in my life. So damn, sounds like I need one now, need right now. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, Shout out longboards on St. John's. Right. Stay healthy. Yeah, thank stay you. healthy. Stay focused. Uh, like of I course. said, thank you for uh, the continuous 
conversations to people worldwide who listen and like it. You know, that's why I like to always do this because people get a chance to hear, uh, you know, your thoughts on podcasts for somebody who's been in it so long. Yeah, people, if you want to do it, just fucking do it. Don't overthink it. Mm. Just jump in. There you go. There's Chris Chris Morrow's motivational uh, uh, thought of the day. Internet's- I overthink everything, so you don't do it. Just jump in. <laughs> there. the podcast, the state of podcasting in 2020 with Chris Morrow. Okay. Uh, Trump, said, Trump said he's going to regulate the podcast game. You heard about that? What? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, get the fuck out of here. He's tired of us telling our opinions. Internet. Don't don't be shocked, but yeah. I know, right? (laughs) Really? No. Who knows? All right, we're out of here. All right. Internet. Whatever you do, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do a podcast because one of my friends, I always make fun of him. He told me, bro, why would anybody want to hear your voice on a podcast? In 2010, I told him, he's like, and then he said, are you getting any money for it? I'm like, no. And he's like, bro, stop. Okay, well. Look how far we have came. Internet, uh, uh, Chris Morrow, the outro. Yeah, we out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hope you enjoyed that episode with the one and only Chris Morrow, aka the Paw Father, aka the Podcast Pioneer. I mean, listen, uh, it's been great to see his journey. I love when he comes on and breaks down. I hope you learned something. If you have any other questions, okay, you want to find out info, okay, you work at a brand. You you know that wants to advertise on podcasts, my podcast, the Premium Pete or other podcasts, because I deal with networks, I deal with multiple podcasts. Email me the Premium Pete at gmail.com. Again, that's the Premium Pete at gmail.com. You want me to host something? You want me to help produce something for you? You're a company. You want to advertise on my show or other shows? Anything you have? You have a question about any of that? I want you to email me. Okay, one more time. The Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. That's the Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. Again, the coronavirus is crazy. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Sanitize that shit. Uh, take a bath and sanitize or whatever the hell it is, but stay safe. I hope you enjoyed that episode. We're going to keep on coming with new episodes each week. And I said it before, but I'm going to say it one more time. Peace and blessings to you and your family. Uh, stay safe. Uh, Premium Pete, Premium Pete Show. We out. See you next week. Cheer.